You are listening to the Brave AF podcast. This is the place where we talk about what it takes to live a bold, brave, and badass life, which of course is the mindset behind it all. You're in the right place if you want to give fewer fucks about what other people think, quit the procrastination, stop the people pleasing, and release your tight grip on perfection. I know a thing or two about all of it. (laughs) I am your host, certified life coach and rebel, Zena Jones. And I am on a mission to help women lead brave as fuck lives whilst also having their own backs. So my friend, let's fucking go. Hello, 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 my friends. We have got such a good episode today because I have had a couple of you all ask about how to switch your brain off (laughs) and I get it sometimes your brain can be super noisy and you've probably heard me say it before sometimes your brain can be a bit of an asshole so let's talk about it and before we dive in to the episode I actually wanted to share a celebration with you all. I want to celebrate a really happy client who has just graduated from six months of coaching. And I've chosen to share this specifically with you because I recognize so much of myself in her story, especially where she was when we began coaching and working together. And I definitely think that some of you will relate. So I'm going to share a couple of bits and I'm not going to give her name and I have permission to share her words. So here is where she is when we began working together. And to give you a bit of context, I have people rate various areas of their life on a scale of one to 10. So one is low in the toilet and 10 is amazing, like everything I want it to be. And then we explore why. Okay, so I had her rate her confidence on a scale of 1 to 10 and it was at a 2.5. Okay, so at the lower end of the scale. And she said, I feel pretty broken. I'm not happy with the way I look and I'm not as outgoing as I used to be. Then for her happiness, she rated her happiness on a scale of 1 to 10 at a 0.5. And she went on to say that there are moments when I feel happier than others, but generally I feel pretty low. And I can't be in silence. I always have to be watching something. Now that to me, straight away, tells me that she can't be alone with her own thoughts, right? With what's going on in her brain, which really relates to our episode today, my friends. And her relationship with herself was, in her words, pretty bad. It's pretty self-destructive and I beat myself up a lot. So what I want to celebrate is where she is at as of this week. When she graduated, her confidence is now at a nine, a nine out of 10. Holy shit, my friends. And she went on to say, I'm feeling a lot more confident with who I am, the way I dress and how I carry myself. I know I'm making better choices and things are going really good. Her happiness, wait for it. It's at a 10 out of 10. Holy shit. (laughs) So she has said, I am in a really good place. I've got a really great home, hobbies I enjoy, a job that I'm doing really well at, and I have so many great friends. And her relationship with herself now is really good. 
I'm doing things by myself. Whereas before I used to think that I can't do things by myself because it won't be fun and I won't enjoy it. Whereas now I realize if I don't enjoy my own company, then how can I really truly enjoy the company of others? I don't, I no longer talk to myself in a hate yourself way anymore. I actually care now. I listen to myself. I'm not putting pressure on myself the way that I used to. So my friends, that, if you relate to that, that is all possible for you. Changing your relationship with yourself, increasing your self-confidence and becoming wildly happy, happier than you ever have been before. And don't forget that when you feel that way, right, when you've got more self-confidence, when you are happier, that's when you land the new job. That's when you make more money. That's when you find someone to share your life with and make a bunch of new friends from that place, which is exactly what she did. So I invite you to ask yourself these questions and get really honest. Number one, how confident are you on a scale of one to 10 and why? Write it down, have a look at it. And by writing it down, you can also like, it's like capturing where you are now. So you've got a starting point and you can measure how your progress changes, right? Second question is how happy are you on a scale of one to 10 and why? And how is your relationship with yourself? And by that, think about how is it that you speak to yourself and treat yourself, okay? So if you recognize yourself in what she had said as her before picture and where she was, just understand that like many people feel that way underneath and they don't openly talk about it. And I was one of them. Okay. And coaching was the very thing that changed my life, just like it has for this client. Okay. And there are a ton of free resources and support for you right here on this podcast, the Brave AF podcast. Right, as well as being on my email list, highly recommend that you do that. Following me on social media, Instagram and Facebook. I give so much free stuff away to you all for free all the time. All right. And I am going to be running a training coming up soon. So make sure to be on my email list, following me on the socials so that you don't miss out. You can come and hang out and get a whole bunch of incredible stuff, <laughs> a whole bunch of mindset shifts. Okay. So let's dive in to our episode today, my friend. We are talking about how to switch your brain off. So earlier this week, I had coffee with a friend and she was asking me, how do I switch my brain off? Especially at 3 a.m. when I am wide awake and my brain is going over and over the scenario that happened at work, this confrontation that I had with someone and all the things that I could have said differently, how I could have handled it, what I wish had happened. My brain is just running in circles, right? So we want to switch off our brain because we don't like the thoughts we are having and how they make us feel. Okay. So I want to repeat that when you want to switch your brain off, it's because you don't like the thoughts that you're having and how those thoughts are making you feel. Now, I want to remind you that just because you're having a thought, just because you're thinking something doesn't mean it's true. So, for example, one of her thoughts was like, I should have handled that differently. Right. Or I've done something wrong. I'm at fault. Maybe these people aren't going to like me anymore. Right. Just because you're having that thought 
doesn't mean it's true. Now, listen, <laughs> listen, my friends, I have my own coach for this very reason. Because when I'm stuck, <laughs> it's because I am believing my own thoughts, right? And I don't recognize that they are simply just thoughts. So I also had this in, um, come up with a client this week during a coaching session who was chatting with a guy, right? And she's she's looking at finding somebody to share her life with. And she's been having a conversation. There's been a lot of texting, a lot of phone calls. And then they kind of progressed through the phone call and it looked like they were going to, you know, spend some time in person. Things were getting quite heated. And then the next day, all of a sudden he started backpedaling, right? He started being like, oh, you know, I'd had too much to drink. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. Right. And then she found herself constantly thinking about it, constantly worrying about it and asking me, how do I switch my brain off? How do I stop this? Especially at 2 or 3 a.m. Isn't it always <laughs> in the middle of the night? <laughs> but again, she was there asking me, like, how do I switch my brain off? How do I stop this? And this is the very reason that people numb out, right? This is why people binge watch Netflix or overeat or do drugs or drink lots of alcohol or overdo anything. It's because they're trying to numb the pain of their own thoughts and how those thoughts make them feel. Okay. Now I'm not pointing fingers at anyone like, hello, <laughs> I'm a human, human being with a human brain. And sometimes this is the very sign for me when I'm binge watching Netflix. I'm like, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> what am I avoiding? What's happening in my brain? Right. I said I was going to like, you know, create that uh, free training or I said I was going to write that email and all of a sudden I'm like binge watching Netflix. Actually, hang on. What's going on in my brain? What am I thinking and feeling that I'm trying to numb or avoid? What is it that I don't like that's happening in my brain? Okay. So when we do that, when we do numb out, we numb out of our own lives. And of course, that's going to have a negative effect. Now, it might feel good in the moment, right? When you're getting the hit of dopamine, when you're getting the pleasure from the Netflix or from the drinking the alcohol or the drugs or the food or whatever it is. But let's be honest, most of the time, if not all of the time, it's going to lead to beating yourself up later on. Right. And it's going to compound how you're already feeling because you haven't actually dealt with the problem. So let's say, you know, you're chatting with somebody on a dating app and then all of a sudden they start backpedaling or they disappear. And you want to switch your brain off because you're having a lot of thoughts and you're th like overthinking it and you're running through all these different scenarios and you're having all of these different thoughts and you're feeling awful. Right. Then you go and add to that by doing something like eating a bunch of food, which makes you feel sluggish. And then all of a sudden you're like, I wish I hadn't done that. And you start beating yourself up because you didn't need that. Right. It actually makes you feel worse. Right. So our numbing out generally. Yeah. We end up beating ourselves out for it. Right. Or me with the Netflix, my pattern used to be like I'd binge watch Netflix for a whole day when I said I was going to, you know, work on something. And then I would beat myself up for not making any progress, not doing what I said I was going to do. <laughs> right? 
So this is why having a good understanding of, I say good, but I think even a basic understanding of how your brain works is so important. Okay, because when you understand why your brain is doing this, it is so much easier to not make it so painful, right? To not get to the point where you want to switch your brain off because you're literally done, right? You're not handling it. That's it. (laughs) This is awful, right? So let's talk about a couple of things when it comes to understanding how your brain works. So first of all, We all have a built-in negativity bias, meaning our brain is going to look for the worst before it looks for the best. It's going to look for the negative before it looks for the positive. Always. Okay. Your human brain, as long as you've got a human brain, it is always going to have a built-in negativity bias, meaning that it's going to lean slightly to the left instead of the right. Right. It's going to lean one way. Right. If you were to imagine that um, if you've ever driven, (laughs) I come up with the most random examples, but I remember driving in Peru and I don't know where we were in Peru, but we were like really highly elevated and we were on the side of this like cliff mountain and we're in this and we're in our like van traveling to our next destination and the road kind of sloped off. So our van was like on this angle and regardless of what seat you were in, you could see down into the valley and the creek bed below, which was a long way down, right? Like we were kind of on this tilted angle driving along the edge of the cliff. <laughs> Very scary. <laughs> But that's what happens is we have that kind of lean to the left. It's like we're kind of out of balance, right? Like on a seesaw when you're like out of balance, that's what's happening is we're leaning towards negativity, okay? So when you're wanting to switch your brain off, that is because your brain is in the negative, right? If it was in the positive, we wouldn't be having this conversation, would we? (laughs) But it is, it's in the negative, okay? So notice that your brain is wired that way. Human brains are wired to go to the negative, okay? Once you understand that, you can be a little less pissed about it, (laughs) a little more like understanding and perhaps even compassionate, okay? Oh, my brain's doing its thing again. The other thing I want you to understand is the motivational triad. So if you were to imagine a triangle, with three corners on it, three points on it, one one point has the word pain, one has the word pleasure, and the other point has the word ease, okay? So at all times, our brain is trying to avoid pain, do everything with ease so we can conserve and save our energy, and seek pleasure. Now, our caveman primitive brain, our caveman brain has evolved right, from those caveman days to keep us alive and to evolve to where we are today. And that is its basic wiring, right? It is wired to avoid pain, seek pleasure and save energy. And if you think about, you know, sitting around in in the caveman times, if you think about that, we literally had to 
you know, seek pleasure in terms of the warmth of a fire or berries, right? Berries were very pleasurable or having sex, right? To reproduce, like all of these things that were pleasurable helped us to evolve, right? The sugar from the berries gave us that energy hit, right? Those pleasurable things helped us to evolve and saving our energy in case we were to go without food for a long period of time, in case we needed to fight, in case we needed to run, in case we needed to relocate our entire tribe, right? We would save our energy. We didn't know how often we would perhaps be able to get food, right? So for our evolution and our survival, it was necessary to save our energy and to seek pleasure as well as to avoid pain, right? So if we thought we were going to endure pain, then we would avoid doing something. And that might be, you know, like if a lion is kind of wandering towards your cave, you would probably hide or run or freeze, right? Fight, flight, freeze, fawn response, right? However, (laughs) that sneaky little, you know, primitive brain wiring, that motivational triad that is happening in our brains can unfortunately, you know, stop us from doing so many things. Because if you think about it, everything inside of that triangle is our comfort zone, right? When we are seeking pleasure, when we are avoiding pain, and when we are saving energy, we're in our comfort zone. But everything we want that we don't yet have is outside of our comfort zone, which means we need to reverse that motivational triad. We need to pursue the discomfort. We need to, you know, not seek instant gratification and immediate pleasure and instead save it for the longer term reward, longer term pleasure. And we need to use our energy, right? We need to take action and use effort to make it happen, to get what we want. So how this impacts us when we're, you know, wanting to switch our brain off is there will be something in that motivational triad that our brain is freaking out about. Okay, so if you've had a confrontation with somebody at work and and that was the example I gave you of my friend earlier, then it might be that you are worried about, you know, fitting in and being liked and remaining part of the pack. Right. Which was, of course, part of our evolution and our survival of our species back in caveman, cavewoman days. However, today, not so important because you're definitely going to find other people that want to connect with you. (laughs) But it can feel like such a threat to our primitive brain and our brain sees it as painful, as a problem, as something we need to fix and solve for, right? So when we talk about it in terms of the motivational triad, our brain is seeing that confrontation as a painful thing that we need to fix, right? It's also seeing it as not immediately pleasurable. So what can we do to get some pleasure? And so often what we do is we numb out, right? As I said before, we overeat, we get the Netflix, the alcohol, the drugs, whatever, overwork so that we're thinking about something else, all the things, right? So just know that that motivational triad, there will be an element of that coming into play as well, right? From your primitive brain. As well as you've got that negativity bias. So you're already slightly leaning to one side, right? So this is like, if you've heard me say it, if you've heard me say like your brain is an asshole sometimes, like this is literally why, (laughs) right? Because of that motivational triad, our brain will do all sorts of things 
to try to get back inside our comfort zone. But just so we are clear, right? The reason you want to switch your brain off is still because you don't like the thoughts that you are having and how they make you feel, right? So if you were to think about some of the amazing things in your life, so say, for example, you just got a bonus at work. What are you going to spend that bonus on? The upcoming vacation that you've got to Paris and all the amazing things that you're going to see and do and all of the fresh croissants and pastries you're going to eat and the amazing shopping that you're going to do in Paris. If you were thinking about all of that, then you wouldn't be wanting to switch your brain off because you'd be feeling happy, excited, like full of joy, right? Because you're thinking thoughts that make you feel that way. So one of the simple solutions here, my friends, is to change your thoughts, to stop thinking about the things that are making you want to switch your brain off and instead Think about things that you enjoy thinking about. The second thing I want to offer you is to write your thoughts down. So if you're wanting to switch your brain off, right, it's because you don't like the way you feel, which is because the thoughts you're having are painful, right? They're not nice thoughts. So get out of your head and onto a piece of paper. I guarantee you that the act of doing that alone will be very helpful because once you've got your thoughts down on a piece of paper and you can see, well, I'm thinking that, you know, he shouldn't have said that or I shouldn't have done that or I wish I'd done this differently or whatever you're thinking, then you can see that thought is making me feel ashamed. That thought is making me feel worried. That thought is making me feel anxious. Okay. Then you've got the opportunity to question them. Is that actually true? Is that factual? Should I have done something different? No, actually, I'm really proud of the way I handled it. Right? So look at your thoughts, get them out of your head and onto paper. As I said, the act of doing that alone is very powerful. And just getting out of your head and onto paper takes so much pressure off. You will actually feel better to get out of your head onto the piece of paper. That's one of the ways you can switch off. Write that shit down. (laughs) Now, just like a giant handbag that you tip out in front of you, right? You're tipping all your thoughts onto a piece of paper. And then you get to decide which thoughts you're going to put back into your brain. Just like you would decide which items you're going to put back into the handbag and which things you're going to throw out. Okay. And I also want to offer you breathing, breathing techniques, although they sound so simple and people have been saying this to me for years and I was like, I don't know about this, but I'm here to tell you (laughs) from one skeptic to another, (laughs) breathing techniques are really fucking powerful. So I use them a lot when I am experiencing discomfort while I pursue something I'm wanting to pursue when I'm feeling negative emotion, like I use breathing techniques. It helps me to get out of the fight, flight, freeze, fawn response. It helps me to drop out of my brain and into my body, which is ultimately what you're wanting to do when you're wanting to switch your brain off. You're wanting to get out of your head and into your body. 
breathing is one of the most powerful ways to do that. My favorite simple breathing technique is to breathe out longer than you breathe in. So you might inhale for three, counting one, two, three, and then exhale and count to five. So in for three, out for five. That's typically the one that I do. If you can go longer, that's great. But generally, when you're needing to use this technique, you might already be in fight and flight and breathing quite shallow. (laughs) That has often been my experience. So you use it however it works for you, but breathe in and then breathe out longer than you're breathing in. You will slow yourself down and regain control, logical control of your brain, right? Because often... When you are wanting to switch your uh, brain off, you're in fight or flight, right? And you're not necessarily able to gain like logical control of what is happening in your brain. You may know that your brain's in the negativity bias. You may know that your brain is freaking out and worrying and that none of this is useful or real. You might know that. Often many of my clients can say that, that they can get to that point. However, if you're in fight or flight, you can't necessarily, you know, calm yourself down enough to be able to think different thoughts right and when you think different thoughts you will feel differently you will feel better you will no longer want or need to switch your brain off breathing will help you do that okay such a huge plug for breathing right there (laughs) Um, and the last thing I want to offer is be compassionate with yourself okay You are experiencing something that we all experience. There is no off switch for the human experience, okay? There is no off ramp from this human experience. So knowing that your brain is doing one of its brain things, right? Knowing that this is normal, okay? It doesn't mean you got to like it, but like this is a normal brain thing right? How do you want to treat yourself? What is the most loving thing you can do for yourself right now? How can you have your own back? What does it look like to be compassionate with yourself in this moment? Okay. All right, my friends, I've given you a ton of tools to help you when it comes to switching your brain off. You have got this huge love. Have a magical week. I'll see you very soon. Hey friends, if you want to hang out, come find me on Instagram. I love playing over there and sharing lots of little gems. Xena.jones.coach is where you will find me. Remember, Xena is spelt with an X. Also, you can check out my website, xenajones.com. And if you would like to explore coaching and working with me one-to-one, then please do book in for a consult. I would love to chat with you.